Happy Friday! I've got chapter 34 of the Dragon Collector ready for you today. It's not an action-packed chapter, but not every chapter in your book should be filled with non-stop action. Your characters need downtime to recover, and so do your readers. That's why pacing a book is so important. Go too fast and pack too much in and you exhaust your readers. Go too slow and take forever to get to the action and you bore your readers. We don't want our readers to be bored or exhausted. We want them to be engaged, to feel like they are right there with your characters experiencing the story as it happens, even during scenes like the one you'll hear today, where you as the author have to set up the next adventure. Right, enough chit-chat from me. Let's go to Xandador. It's Fantasy Fiction Friday! That means it's time for an escape break with author DK Drake. This is the part of the show where your host, author DK Drake, reads you a snippet of one of her stories. So if you're intrigued by a world where dragons exist and people live for hundreds of years, stay tuned for a show designed for sheer entertainment purposes. Still here? Fantastic. Prepare for adventure, for you are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 34. Share the Secret. Wrong. 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 Ravier pounded the floor with the point of his sword as he belted out each word. Javen wiped the sweat from his forehead and glared at Ravier, a stalker sword in each hand. The change in Ravier's refrain and demeanor sparked Javen's temper, and he wasn't going to stand by and let the man berate him any longer. How is that wrong? I did everything just like you showed me. Javen's growing hunger didn't help calm his rising temper. They had started earlier than usual, worked straight through breakfast, and were about to miss lunch as well. He was famished, but he didn't dare admit that to Ravier. He had made that mistake once at the beginning of his training and hadn't been allowed to eat for an entire day. Instead of eating, he had been forced to practice his stunball throwing accuracy. Wrong! Ravier pounded his sword into the floor again. If you had deflected my attack like I showed you, you would have done it right. Instead, you angled your left sword too high and your right sword too low. Had this been a real fight, I would have easily ended you with a stab to the heart. No way. Javen repositioned his swords just to check his form. I would have blocked your attack. It's that kind of attitude that's going to get you killed. The soldiers in the king's army have been training for centuries. You've been at it for a month. You may be quick with your lightweight stalker swords, but those men are deadly and trained to take advantage of the smallest weaknesses in your defense tactics. I know. I trained them. Now re-sheath your swords. Let's start again. Javen grit his teeth and was about to comply when his grandmother's voice caused both him and Ravier to turn around. No, Hannah said. She was standing at the base of the ladder with her arms crossed. Javen, you take that belt off and come with me. You are done training for the day. She was talking to Javen but staring at Ravier. Ravier stared back and Javen wasn't sure which grandparent he should obey. Javen, Hannah said, still staring at Ravier. You have ten seconds to get that belt off and get up this ladder, or I will carry you out of here myself. Yes, ma'am. Javen nodded and obeyed her orders, deciding now was not the time to test his grandmother's resolve. Um, you sure this is a good idea, Grandma? They were approaching the restaurant in the middle of town. He kept glancing behind him as they walked through the empty, dusty streets. Certain Ravier was going to appear and drag him back to the training room. Ravier looked mad when we left. You let me worry about him, sweetie. Hannah put her arm around Javen and squeezed his shoulders. He has been working you too hard, and I haven't had nearly enough time with you. Javen admired his grandmother's confidence in her ability to handle Ravier, but he had a hunch he was going to pay for it when training resumed in the morning. As he reached the door, the thought of a brutal training session suddenly seemed much more appealing than walking into a room full of strangers with his eyes unprotected by his color-changing contacts. 
You know, Grandma, Javen said, turning around, you're right. We haven't spent much time together. Why don't we go back to the house and have lunch? Just me and you. Nonsense. Hannah put her hands on Javen's cheeks. We've been keeping you a secret, but it's time for you to start meeting the people you'll be fighting to save. If you don't like that reason, it's time for them to meet you. They need to know there's hope that they won't have to hide out here, cut off from their families for the rest of their lives. He'd always assumed grandmothers were good at laying guilt trips to get their grandkids to do what they wanted. Now that he was experiencing such a guilt trip firsthand, he was both thrilled and frustrated. He was thrilled because he had a grandmother, yet frustrated because he couldn't indulge his selfishness and run away. Instead, he nodded obediently, and she opened the door. At first, nothing about his entrance or the place seemed unusual. Booths lined the walls, and square wooden tables that sat groups of two, four, and six people were spread throughout the long room. With the exception of a handful of women seated here and there, most of the tables were occupied by men ranging from gruff and buff types to stooped-shouldered, white-haired great-grandfather types. Everyone was dressed in dull, ragged clothes. Apparently beards were cool, long hair was the fad, and brushes were outlawed. From the looks of things, his first act as king should be to bring back the brushes and teach the people how to use them. Introducing scissors and the occupation of barber probably wasn't a bad idea either. No music played, but the hum of the lunch chatter seemed to provide a natural rhythm that made the room feel alive. It was almost like walking into the cafeteria at school. He wanted to be part of the rhythm, to contribute his own chatter with his own significant group of friends. But like at school, no one noticed him when he walked in the door. No one waved him over to sit in a seat saved for him. No one made him feel like this was where he belonged. He hung his head and began making his way to an empty table in the back of the room. Halfway to his destination, though, one of the bearded men reached out and grabbed his elbow. Who are you, and how did you get in here? Javen could feel the threat in the man's tone as silence overtook the room. This was a protected city. Unfamiliar faces automatically drew suspicion. He closed his eyes and took a deep breath before looking at the questioning man. I'm... Whoa! The black-haired, bearded man with the short forehead and square cheekbones dropped his death grip on Javen's elbow and scooted back in his chair. For a second I thought you were D'Artez, but his eyes were never that green. That must mean the rumors are true. That must mean you're his son. That must mean you're the answer to the prophecy. A tidal wave of gasps flooded the room. Once it washed away, Hannah spoke. Afternoon, everyone. Radic is right. This is Javen, son of my son, D'Artez. How can that be? Another bearded man stood a few tables away from where Javen stood. His hair was brown, his shoulders were wide, and his voice was filled with angry skepticism. Esmeralda told me herself that her child died at birth. Even if he did survive, that was 15 years ago. This boy's at least 140 or 150 years old. I can assure you that he is my grandson, Javen. Feigning his death was the only way to save his life. He looks much older than he is. The man didn't seem satisfied with her answers, but he sat down anyway. Hannah thus continued. We've been keeping him a secret so he can focus on his training with Ravier, Hamilton, and Astor. She nudged Raddick out of his seat, used the chair as a step stool, and climbed onto the table. All eyes were on her as she announced, He will be leaving for Japheth in a few weeks to enter the battle for the throne! as a collector. The place exploded in applause, but Javen was too stuck on the immediacy of his departure to enjoy the cheers. A few weeks seemed incredibly soon. If you enjoyed today's Escape Break episode, but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>